Welcome to Three Kitchens Home Cooking Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Dyer. I'm here with my co-hosts, Aaron Walker. Hello. Hi, Aaron. And Sarah Somasundaram. Hi, Sarah. Hi, ladies. How is everybody today? Good. I'm good. I have some good news to share with you guys. Share. Yes, share. what is it? So I'll give a little backstory. Uh, in our backyard, we have some beautiful apple trees. They've been there for quite a while. And some of them are dying off. We've, we know that one has been cut down, another one we have to cut down. So last year, my husband took an apple seed from one of the apples and started a tree. Oh, right. And, <laughs> yes. and I know I've told you guys about this. Sprouted, it had leaves last year. And then in the fall, he was like, well, what should I do with it? I think I'm going to bring it in. Uh, so he brought it in and put it in the basement. And sure enough, its leaves turned yellow and they fell off of the stick and then the stick sat <laughs> in the dark cold room in our basement all winter long and now that we started our seedlings down on our shelves for our outdoor garden we also brought out the stick and put it in the light <laughs> <laughs> and I mean my kids have been and I have been laughing at my husband because they thought he was growing a stick like they just <laughs> they, they, they found this so comical and they've been laughing at him and like you can't grow a stick dad he's nurturing a dead twig he's nurturing a like. dead twig <laughs> but this morning when we got up this morning to go downstairs and water things the stick has green sprouts coming out of it oh, it's alive so we're Yay. super excited that the stick has survived <laughs> And uh, hopefully it will sprout leaves and will grow into a new tree. And my husband is a pretty green thumb guy, it seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to make it into a bonsai tree. And so he oh. keeps telling the kids, the stick is your legacy. <laughs> <laughs> the family heirloom. If this stick bonsai. ever dies, I will come back and haunt you and all these types of things. So our bonsai tree is is growing once again it seems to have life in it and uh you know hopefully it will turn into something but we feel much more positive about it now because that's amazing it's really cool at least he had faith in a stick yeah so that's my that's my good news to share on this very snowy morning (laughs) yes as we look at all of our things that are growing and sprouting and hoping for the snow to melt and the weather to get warmer the no, that's exciting. Good job. Good job, Aaron's <laughs> husband. <laughs> I just look on and give positive encouragement. <laughs> we always say if anybody who anybody can grow it, it's him. Yeah. So if anyone can do it, it's him. He's proving so. yeah. it yet again. He has yeah. the greenest of thumbs. Yeah. Yeah. He, that's amazing. I'm I'm really excited by this. I don't know what it's gonna turn into, but <laughs> I think it's really cool that he could overwinter this thing and just it's just in like a four inch pot right now so oh interesting you know he'll transplant it and nurture it and speak to it over the year and you know (laughs) over the years (laughs) over the years years. and we will give you updates on our bonsai tree and hopefully it doesn't (laughs) sounds good (laughs) sounds good so heather i hear that you are working on a new endeavor as well (laughs) 
it's, it's nothing like that. I'm going to try to make French macarons. Ooh. I have been talking about wanting to make these cookies for a while, but it's so freaking intimidating. Like, it's just, I'm a little bit freaked out that now I'm committing to attempting it, even though, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I totally fail. We laugh about it. It's fine. <laughs> I really, I really want it to work. So I'm, I'm starting <laughs> to get like anxious about this stupid <laughs> recipe. Okay. Uh, so what is a French macaron? Have you guys had them before? Yeah. Uh, yes. Many times. You have. Okay. Yeah. I've only had them a few times. I don't know much about them. So it is a little French cookie, two meringue cookies, uh, with a layer of some kind of filling like buttercream or ganache or jam or lemon curd or something The flavors and colors are kind of endless. It's a very finicky kind of recipe and we can say it's because it's French, but <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> That might be part of it. I'm not really sure. So macarons seem to be a very finicky kind of recipe. It's very precise instructions. And you know me, I'm not really very precise. <laughs> I kind of wing it a lot of the time. So that's why I'm a little nervous about this. <laughs> what did you call yourself? The MacGyver of cooking <laughs> or baking? I'm the MacGyver of, a, of most things I do. I'm, I'm MacGyver on my sewing machine. I kind of just... <laughs> make shit up as I go along. <laughs> it always works. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm, I'm committed to doing this the best I can and trying to follow it properly to, because I think there's a high chance of screwing it up, mm -hmm. you know, the best kind of homemakers. So I'm going to try just to add a layer of extra layer of intimidation. There's two meringue methods there's the French method and there's the Italian method of making oh. a meringue. The French is the one you've probably done as I have, which is the egg whites. You add sugar into the egg whites. The Italian method is you first make a syrup with the sugar oh, okay, boiling to a certain temperature. And then you slowly add that boiling syrup into your egg whites and make your meringue that way. Oh. So you add boiling syrup into egg whites does it not cook them this is while you mix it rapidly I'm this assuming. is while it's uh. going in the mix in the KitchenAid oh okay and you pour the syrup down the bowl into the egg whites well let's not get too deep into it because I'm not doing it that way <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> I am going with the one I've done before just to try to lessen that risk Mm -hmm. um, for that part of it. There's, there's enough ways I can screw this up. So <laughs> let's just stick to that one. There's a little bit of difference apparently in the cookie, depending on which meringue you do, but okay. I'm just going to go with the, with the French and we'll, and we'll see how it turns out. So I've watched a number of videos. One that I found had helpful tips was on YouTube channel called tasty and mm -hmm. the comments underneath the video were also kind of funny. So I, I just thought I'd read you a few of those because they're funny. <laughs> One person said, macarons consist of two ingredients, tears and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh -huh. Another one said, they're not too hard to make, but they're real easy to, to mess up. Um, and someone else said, I feel like diffusing a bomb would be easier than making these cookies. Oh, no. Oh. That doesn't sound <laughs> Heather, fun. what have you signed yourself up for? <laughs> right? I this is what I'm saying. Uh, and then someone else said macarons is a cookie that takes four hours to make and four seconds to eat. Yes. So we're going to yes. see here. So here's some of the issues or challenges I think I'll be facing. It is recommended that you age 
your egg whites. Have you ever heard of this? No. no. Is it just me? No. Okay. So aging means you crack your eggs three to four days in advance and keep them in the fridge. And then you just take them out to rest at room temperature 24 hours before you then open them up and separate them. And so somehow this is aging your egg whites, which is going to make a stiffer meringue. I'm assuming it's just the exposure to more oxygen. It's me. Okay. Then the almond flour and the sugar need to be extra, extra fine in order to make us that smooth, super smooth cookie because the top of it needs to be smooth, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mix up your dry ingredients, which is sugar and almond flour, and you pulse it in the food processor and then sift it multiple times. So could you use icing sugar instead of regular sugar so that it's already... I believe this is with icing sugar. Oh, it is with icing sugar. Okay. Sorry. I know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I have not chosen an exact recipe in terms of the measurements, but the meringue is made with granulated sugar and egg whites, typical Mm -hmm. meringue. The dry ingredients that you then mix with that, almond flour and icing sugar, that's your okay. cookie base. So you pulse it in the food processor, then sift it multiple times in order to get it super fine. But don't overblend because you don't want to release the oil in the almond flour. <laughs> oh my good Lord. Ah! <laughs> I have faith in you, Heather. This yes. is all going to be just fine. It's just another opportunity to screw it up. Okay. Then, so you get your meringue super stiff, like put the bowl upside down over your head. Nothing falls out super yeah. stiff. That's a good testing method. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be sure before you do that. Yeah. <laughs> do that outside if you're going to test it like that. <laughs> so you yeah. don't have to clean up the mess. <laughs> That's right. Then the technique of folding the dry ingredients into the meringue is called the macronage. That's the technique of folding. Ooh, the macronage. Oh, I like that it has a name. The whole thing probably has all kinds of nice French words, but I don't know them. And you want to get a consistency described as wet sand ribbons. (laughs) So would you like me to send my youngest son over? Because he has an obsession with mixing wet and dry sand together. I don't want him in my kitchen when I'm making (laughs) these cookies. No, I do not. (laughs) In fact... I'm going to hopefully get rid of my own children as well. I don't need any children around. There will be swearing. There will be tears and prayers and swears that person should have said. <laughs> That's yeah, right. the third crucial ingredient. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was probably someone who's very nice and polite and doesn't swear. Proper lady. Unlike me. No. Unlike us. So one of the main reasons they fail apparently is either overmixing or undermixing. Oh. This is going to be the trick is trying to gauge when I've got the right wet sand ribbons this is a tricky business I'm telling you are there any hints on what a successful mix looks like outside of the word ribbon which I can't even (laughs) I can't even picture that there are videos that show like when you scoop it what it looks like okay and there's one technique that is like when you scoop it up and you sort of then drip it back down in the figure eight formation and Mm -hmm. as long as you can do the entire figure eight without it breaking you know, like in one drip ah. off the spoon, essentially, then if you can do that with one ribbon, I guess, right? One ribbon. Is that what they mean? Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's very confusing. Now I get it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just watching videos and I'm going to try to emulate yeah. what they do. Right. Yeah. All right. So then you put your perfect wet sand ribbon mixture into a piping bag with a round tip and you pipe little circles 
onto your cookie sheet on either a silicon mat or parchment paper, depending on who you ask, because one person says it'll stick to silicon. The other person says parchment is terrible. So like there's all kinds of opinions. So I'm going to get a silicon mat. I'm going to have parchment. I'm going to try it both ways. If the first way (laughs) sticks, then I've got the other option to try. I'm going to see how it goes. So those circles are about one and a half inches wide. They're not supposed to spread out when they bake. So you essentially Mm -hmm. want to pipe it the size that it needs to be for your little cookie. Okay. Okay. And the trick is then to pipe them all. So they're all the same size. And Mm -hmm. some of these silicon mats have little grooves that you just pipe into, but the reviews say they stick to those grooves. So I will not be attempting that. I just feel like that's one extra level of possible. Don't do it. Failure. (laughs) I'm just going to, I'm going to go slow and careful and try to make them all roughly the same size. I have a tip for you if you oh, don't want to use those grooves and you have a yes, silicone please. mat, which are usually translucent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can draw circles on a parchment paper and put it underneath the silicone mat. I Yeah, that's smart. Awesome. I was thinking I could maybe draw onto my parchment paper when I use a parchment yeah. paper. Just do a faint little circle. If you draw it and then turn it upside down, then yeah. you don't get the transfer of pencil or right. whatever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's that. And then you drop the tray on the counter repeatedly to make sure there's no air bubbles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a very yeah. crucial step. Then you let it sit on the pan to dry out on the counter before you bake it for at least an hour or more because otherwise they could spread or crack when you put them in the oven if they haven't dried. So humidity is bad for making macarons apparently because it makes it more difficult for it to dry enough. And I'm hoping that's a point in my favor that we're fairly dry here. I hope. Mm -hmm. Then you bake them at 300 Fahrenheit, which needs to be very precise. So (laughs) I'm getting an oven thermometer, which I do not have currently. I'm going Mm. to get an oven thermometer so I can check the hot spots in my oven. I have no clue where those spots might be or whether my temperature is accurate. I don't know because I've never cared enough (laughs) before to to check. I've never done that either. So you're not the only person. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I'm just happy my oven turns on every day. I just assume it's pretty close. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If they're turning brown, you've baked them too long. If they're stuck, they're not baked long enough. We're going to see how that goes too. (laughs) How long does that take? About? About 17 minutes. I'm going to guess anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes and Mm -hmm. see how it goes with the first sheet. And then I'll have a better idea for the rest of them. Now, some people (laughs) say... Don't open the door or they might sink. Collapse, Other right. recipes say turn the pan halfway through, you know, give it a little rotate. I have no clue. I think probably the first pan, just a total failure of run. But then hopefully after that, I'll have a better sense of how to proceed. I don't know. Then you need to cool and dry out completely before you fill them. So like hours, let them sit oh, there. Okay. Even when they can come off, you got to let them sit longer. Then you can fill them. Then... You let them sit, filled, finished, complete for 24 hours before you eat them. Wow, this is a really, really long process. I know. (laughs) And then you're going to make cute faces on them like they do on Instagram. (laughs) Right. I haven't decided in terms of color or flavor or filling because I figure Mm -hmm. that'll be the easy part of it. In fact, maybe I won't do any coloring. Just do like a plain almond cookie for the cookie part just so I can see if they start to brown like I just leave it oh, plain yeah, so yeah. I can see a Good little point. better 
Mm-hmm. That's a smart idea. Yeah. And then put the flavor in whatever goes in the middle. And I don't know. I'll figure that. I figure the fillings can be the easy part because oh. I'm so overwhelmed just with the cookie. <laughs> I feel like you can plan the filling once you've got the cookie out of the oven, since it has to just sit there anyway, then you can be like, oh, now great. what do I do? Yes. Yeah. Just doing the cookie probably takes so long that I won't even fill them till the next day. This is a multi-day yeah. project. So how long are you sending your kids away for? Like, are, are we talking about days here? <laughs> Have you I found a can. boarding school? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could do something like that. No, I'm gonna, I'm sure it'll be the usual chaos of kids and husband coming in and out. And then where's dinner? I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'll have to stock my liquor cabinet in advance because yeah. I'm sure by the time I get through this, I'll need a drink or three to, yeah. to calm yeah. me down. That sounds good. Well, good luck. I, I, We're I'm here for interested. support when you need it. Yeah. <laughs> when I send the sweary, prayer, teary texts, yeah. you'd be like, why is she still making these macarons at midnight? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, my phone will be off at midnight. You'll have to rely on Sarah for the late yeah, night. Uh, I'll yeah. be up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably making something that's that's making me swear as well. So there you go. I wanted to try something more challenging. This one is really pushing myself. So wish me luck. Cross all your fingers and toes. And <laughs> if I am really freaking out, just quietly drop a bottle of vodka on my step or something. And then we will. We'll, we'll, yeah. have, we'll have bottles ready <laughs> to go. We'll get care packages <laughs> prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, stay tuned. We'll be back to find out if I succeed. Good luck, Heather. Thank you. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> a macaron is a meringue cookie. So you use the egg white, but not the yolk. What do you do with those leftover egg yolks? I threw mine in the freezer to save them for later, but now I need ideas. Come on over to Instagram and Facebook and tell me, what do you do with egg yolks when you've got them left over from a recipe? We are back and ready to hear Heather's journey with the macaron. Did I say that correctly? Good. You did. Good job. <laughs> so, so let me just first start by saying... I have learned there are many, many things that can go wrong with this recipe. (laughs) They can be hollow. They can have no feet, which are those little, that kind of roughly edge on the bottom. They could be flat. They could be, uh, they could sink in the top. They could be cracked. They could be too moist. They can be too dry. They can be like all these things. And each of those things that might possibly go wrong have about six potential reasons why they went wrong. (laughs) Oh, so good luck figuring out what happened. (laughs) (laughs) I think the only way is to do it multiple times, right? Take very particular notes. And when you try again, you change one thing, see if it works, change one thing, see if it works like this is a A lot of trial and errors. Yes. Are you dedicating your life to macarons now? No, I I absolutely am not. (laughs) I am not. But I think this is why they're expensive and why it's kind of a specialty treat that Mm -hmm. and that they're quite sweet. So you wouldn't Mm -hmm. eat them often, I don't think. 
But okay, so let me tell you what I did. The day before I separated my eggs so that I could age my egg whites, I just put my egg whites into my mic- the bowl for my mixer and I covered it with plastic, poked a couple holes in it, put it in the fridge and left it to age. And I also um, weighed out all my dry ingredients the day mm. before just to have it like ready and right. Good idea. Set. Yeah. And then I um, drew my little circles on my parchment paper to act as my template for when I pipe oh, them out. So I, I tried to nice. have everything like ready to go. I like that. I always say preparation is 90% of success. So <laughs> got the prep down. All right. <laughs> so I followed a video tutorial for beginners from Michelle's Macarons, which is um, a YouTube channel. She has a website. She has a business where she sells them out of a shop. Like she knows she's dedicated her life to this. Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and very like approachable and encouraging. Like at the beginning of the video, she's like, you know, have you never made macarons before or you've made them and they're crap? Well, here you go. <laughs> like here's, she's not some lofty sh- baker pastry chef trying to tell mm-hmm. you how to do the thing, right? She's just yeah. a regular person. Okay. So to give you an idea of the instructions, this is how it goes. So the meringue, get your meringue going first. So you've let your eggs sit at room temperature for an hour, I think. Okay. Because they've been in the fridge, the egg whites. Mm-hmm. You beat them on the second lowest level on the mixer until they start to get frothy. Add your cream of tartar and beat that for about a minute and 15 seconds. Add your granulated sugar, turn up as high as possible for two minutes and 50 seconds, then check it. So this is very, very specific times and levels. (laughs) This is the kind of thing we're talking about. Okay. So you check it. You're looking for super, super stiff meringue. Like when you whack your whisk against the bowl, it should come out in a big clump. Like there's no soft peaks. It's like super stiff. However, it is possible to over. (laughs) Of course it is. Of course. Okay. Not stiff enough. Put it on high again for two minutes and 35 seconds. Not stiff enough still. Try a minute and 30 seconds more. Like this is just, and I was, I had the video going while I was at the mixer and I was following it precisely because I was (laughs) determined this was going (laughs) to The meringue was the easiest part. Clearly, we've all probably made meringue. It's relatively easy. I did the French method, which is the sugar into the egg whites, not the Italian yeah. method I had talked about with the syrup. Oh, right. The boiled syrup. I didn't do that because I'd never done it before. And I wanted at least one piece of this to feel familiar. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good plan. I like that. So I felt like I got the meringue. It was really stiff. It came off in a big old clump. I think I did the meringue okay. Then comes the macronage, which is the adding the dry ingredients into the meringue. Start by sifting one third of the dry ingredients, which is almond flour and icing sugar together through your sieve into your egg whites. That takes a long time. I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but like pushing it through a sieve. Oh my word. I was doing this forever. So you do that and then fold it in. So you're scooping around the bowl and kind of pressing through the meringue. Right. Fold it 10 times. Wow. It's very specific. 10 times. This is why okay. I'm telling you this because yeah. so you can see. So we understand right. your pain at a minimal level. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can see how the potential for things to go wrong because it needs to be so specific. And even in her videos, Michelle says, you know, does that sound specific? Well, it needs to be. And I'm okay. like, okay, okay. It's important. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So second, third, fold 10 times. Then you sift the last of it and fold 
20 times. At this point is where you would add coloring or flavoring if you were going to switch up your, I didn't, mm -hmm. I left them just plain. Right. Mm -hmm. As you fold, you're checking for that wet sand ribbon texture. And that was really clear. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So, so clear. <laughs> Were you just making these beautiful figure eights just endlessly? No, you know what? I was like scooping it up on my spatula and sort of just dripping it off to see how it comes off. Mm -hmm. So if it goes kind of plop, plop, okay. that's not a ribbon. That's a plop. So that's not good. <laughs> yeah. If it's not ready yet, fold 16 times. Still bumpy, fold 11 times. <laughs> then let it sit for 20 seconds and see if the batter kind of sinks into itself. You know, when you do the kind of plop off the spoon and see if it melt back into the batter, okay. you know yeah. what I mean? Like self-leveling cement. <laughs> yeah, like you can see it on top, but then it sort of levels itself out. Okay. But if it's still bumpy at this point, fold eight more times, but do not <laughs> overfold. No. <laughs> and Michelle says even folding two times too many can ruin the whole thing. Oh my goodness. So no pressure. All right. So then you do that figure eight thing where you scoop it with the spatula and kind of try to form a figure eight right. without it breaking. Mm. Do that. If you get the figure eight, let it sit for 30 seconds and see if it kind of blends back in. So Right. Oh, I did get the figure eight. I <gasps> felt like I thought it was wet sand ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, at this point you're like, well, I mean, I don't want to be the person who folds it two times too many. So I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. And you don't want to let it sit out in the air. You want to put it directly into your piping bag. Well, my piping bag wasn't big enough. So, oh. so I put as much as I could into my piping bag and then I covered what was left in the bowl very tightly. Like I put plastic directly onto the batter and like, okay. Yeah. Try okay. to keep it out of the air and just kind of hope for the best at this point. Then you pipe your little circles with your template that you've drawn mm -hmm. up and drop the pan a couple of times on the counter to get any air bubbles out, okay. like really drop it down. Every time I did this, I scared right. the animals and my family. <laughs> <laughs> and then you let it dry because you want the tops to have what's called like a skin mm. on it right so that okay. when they bake the bubbles come out the bottom which makes those little roughly feet along the bottom and the top oh. stays smooth i'm gonna reference okay. my kleenex box right now i have macarons on my kleenex box so now okay all right all right so you know what i'm going for here in, in case you're wondering sarah here's the uh, kleenex box <laughs> i've had many and i've had that kleenex box as well so <laughs> i <laughs> okay, so Michelle says your tray might sit out from anywhere from half an hour to two hours. Depends on the humidity in your home. Is there an indication when it like, is, do you kind of know? You touch it with your finger and it should feel dry and your finger should okay. slide across it, not stick to it. Right. Ah. Okay. And it won't look glossy anymore. It looks dull because it has dried. Okay. Okay. So my first tray sat for an hour and I thought, I think it was a skin on top. I was like, well, I think it's kind of dry. I can touch it. It seems okay. Um, she says, bake it for 18 minutes at 300 degrees. I got an oven thermometer. I checked my temperature. Oh. I realized that I, my oven is slightly hotter on the right side than the left side. <laughs> at right. least I was aware. Yeah. I didn't really know what to do about that. Oh, that's cool. 18 minutes. Like she said, they were completely flat. They did not puff up at all. They had brown edges, total fail. Like they looked like wafers. No, that is not what I expected you to say at all. <laughs> total fail, total fail. Okay. So second sheet. Uh, so here I'm thinking, well, uh, maybe I didn't dry them long enough. Uh, second sheet, one and a half hours, 
14 minutes because I thought maybe I overbaked them. That's why they're flat and brown okay. on the edges. Still flat, no feet, a little bit poofier, mm-hmm. uh, but still a fail. Third sheet. I left it to dry oh for goodness. two hours. Okay. It completely stuck. I couldn't even get them off the mat with like they were stuck to the mat. Fail, oh, fail. No. Fail. <laughs> oh. So, after much swearing. Are you going to say fourth sheet? No, I'm not. Is she going to say fourth sheet? <laughs> I threw out the rest of that batch because I was like, clearly I did one of the 17 possible things wrong. I either didn't have firm enough mer- meringue or I folded it too many times or not enough times, or maybe I didn't let them dry long enough or I let them dry yeah, too long. Which one was it? Who knows, right? So what is supposed to oh, be my. the leavening agent? Is it just the egg white in there? Do you add any baking powder? Is there no. any? It's the egg white. It's the meringue. It bubbles out slightly around the edges and poofs up, but the top stays right. the shape it is when you pipe it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. I started at nine in the morning. Let me just say that. It was only about two o'clock <laughs> at this point. So I said, I'm just going to whip up a half batch and try again because I mean, it's only two, if it were six o'clock in the evening, I would have said, forget it. I'm not doing this. I would have, we would have talked about what a complete failure this was, (laughs) but instead I thought I'm going to try one more time. And so she says very clearly that you can half the recipe. She even gives the weight a half batch. So Mm -hmm. I decided I'm going to do a half batch. I've not aged my egg whites. So I knew that that was a potential risk. I did what (laughs) what I learned is called a quick aging, which is you put them in your bowl and you put a bowl of warm water underneath it. Just, I think it kind of brings them to room temperature more quickly and therefore ages them. Oh, I don't okay. Know. Anyway, I thought I'd try it. I put them on the bowl for 10 minutes. I sifted my dry ingredients three times up front instead of doing it twice. And then the third time into the meringue, I just did it three times up front. And then I still added it in in thirds. I still followed right. the same process. One third, 10 folds, one third, 10 folds, last third, 20 folds. <laughs> I remember. But I think I folded it less. Like I purposely tried because I thought maybe I overfolded it, which was why they went flat. Oh, okay. So I right. I didn't count. See, at this point, I'm more in my own mode where I'm kind You're of- back to MacGyver, aren't you? <laughs> I'm a little more in my own comfort zone where I'm sort of like, now I've done it. I've done it carefully. I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. I had a feel for it, but I wasn't trying to be quite so precise. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I didn't count the final folds, but I figured that I- I wrote down anyway, that I think I folded it about six times fewer Mm, mm -hmm. with this batch. Okay. And then my half recipe filled one piping bag perfectly, which was great. Uh. And after just one hour on the tray, they were much drier. Now I know that they weren't really as dry Mm. with the first batch. Like I could touch them and they felt dry, but this was like, even after half an hour, I went to test it out and I was like, oh, this is different. This feels, this feels drier already. And so I left them for one hour. That's really cool. Yeah. And I was feeling pretty hopeful. (laughs) I was like, okay, here we go. I put them in the oven and I was watching them like a hawk. They were completely lopsided, but I got feet like they'd go Ah. sideways. Like, (laughs) like the feet would only come up one side. (laughs) And they were totally lopsided. Oh, did the feet come out on the side of the oven that was hottest? Oh, you're so smart. So <laughs> some troubleshooting told me that my oven may have been too hot, which is why they go 
lopsided and I don't they were kind of all over the place they weren't okay. only on the side the hot side dang but I figured my <laughs> oven might have been too hot so I turned it down to 285 and some people even say just okay. open the oven to cool it by a few degrees just to uh, okay because they're mm-hmm. so finicky uh so at 285 I put the second tray for about 12 minutes which was quite a bit less time and less temperature mm-hmm. I'm so impressed that after failing you didn't just pour yourself a drink and walk out of the kitchen because I, yeah, you would have gotten a box of, of wafers that I cut off the parchment. Like <laughs> I had them and I had put them like, I put them in like a Tupperware thing and I'm like, they're over there. If I, if that's all the best I can do, you're going to get them. Like I was prepared and I was prepared to take photos of them. <laughs> I did pour a drink. I would just tell you that I thought maybe that helped too I was watching at the oven door and by the way if you're gonna do that have a clean oven door my oven door is not clean and I was like trying to see I was (laughs) I'm watching at the door and they started puffing out a little bit and I was like oh how exciting is that I got feet and we were like dancing and high-fiving and he's like I don't understand (laughs) what are the feet but he's like high-fiving and (laughs) dancing (laughs) but wait what are feet I was so excited to see them like forming a little bit even though they were completely lopsided so now some of them have little tops that look like an acorn which may have something to do with my piping Ah, I see but I'm not sure so now I've given you some I want you to open up your little box I've had this box in my possession for like half an hour and I've barely been able to keep my fingers off of it Heather put a, a bunch of uh, her creations in this box and she wrapped up the box for us and we weren't we are not allowed to see it until she says so. So we are able to open it now. Okay, go ahead. Are you opening it? Okay. <gasps> what? Oh my god, they look they I, they're awesome, Heather. They look so pretty. Yay. And I can smell them as soon as I opened it up. They were like oh. sweet and sh- I'm I'm very hungry. Well, go ahead and taste it. I'm going to mute myself as well so that I can chew without being heard. All right. So I'll just talk while you guys taste. So I put in the filling buttercream. I wanted to keep it pretty simple. So I just did half of it chocolate, half of it lemon with the salted preserved lemons because Erin told me she had put it in cream cheese frosting, but I thought I'm going to give that a try. So, all right. Is anyone going to say how they taste they're they're so tasty (laughs) so tasty uh the only the only thing that i i see that's a little bit different from the ones i've had before is that they're a little hollow inside that is one of the issues that you can have is that they can be hollow and i don't know (laughs) which of the things went wrong it did occur to me because it was easter that i could have if the first ones turned out and i was like whoa and i got lucky then i would maybe try a shape but after those first couple trays, I was like, oh my, if I can just get a cookie out of this, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. But you know, just the colors are pretty. Yeah. yeah. They're very elegant looking when it's just the, the simple colors like that. Mm-hmm. Heather, they're absolutely tasty. And I can't believe I thought I was going to open this box and I would have had to control my laughter because they were going to look funny but they look so beautiful (laughs) those are so good heather oh my gosh so tasty they're so good i love the lemon do you think you're going to try this again i do think i would try them again because i kind of got a feel for it and a half batch of her recipe how many macarons did they make i think total was about two dozen Mm. 
Okay. They're so good. I, I really, I mean, with all the, <laughs> the, the things that you said could go wrong, I actually kind of expected a box of gone wrong, but it's not like, it's delicious. There, there was no way I was giving you those wafers. Like I didn't even want to eat it. I was like, this is just nothing even remotely like it's supposed to be. That's why I tossed it out. <laughs> I mean, I could have. These are so I'm good. so impressed. Heather, you did so impressive. You could have evened out what side your feet were on when you put them together and just pictured them from that side and nobody would have known that your feet were uneven. I may have done that for the photo for the social media. Once they're baked and completely cooled, like have sat out for a while, put them in the fridge. You want them touching each other. So I layered them with parchment for 24 hours and then you do the filling. You pair them up. Oh, wow. And then they sit again. For at least 24 hours. And there's something about the filling with the cookie that gives you the final flavor. I think just the shell on its own is not quite as tasty. The filling maybe seeps into it a little bit, or I'm not exactly sure what happens there. But meringues are pretty dry, so I could see them being kind of a little spongy to any of the flavor that you have, right? And you don't want a filling that's too wet either, because not only will it squish Ah. out, but it then makes the meringue a little too... Gosh, wet. Like it kind of, it's very finicky in what you put in it. But you can do, I mean, people do like shapes and all kinds of things. It just amazes me that someone mm-hmm. developed a recipe like this. Like how? Why? <laughs> That's the question. And who? Who did this? <laughs> <laughs> like having so many different alleys to go down when it isn't perfect. I don't think I'll be doing it soon, but I will try it again for sure, because maybe I can get them not hollow right inside and even feet. And it sounds like you picked up on some of those very fine nuances as you attempted this the second time. Yeah, I think um, there is something to be said for being very precise. I also, I mean, we all knew this ahead of time, mm-hmm. but that's not really me. <laughs> it's not how I, that's why it was like, why are you doing this recipe? So like my husband was like, why this? Like, you are not this. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> and I was like, that's because it's a challenge, right? But I think I learned that I can do it my way and still hopefully get what it needs to be at the end. So what did the family think about this? Oh, they love them. The kids mm. especially love oh, okay. them. They don't care what they yeah. look like. You know, they're sweet. That's what of they course. like. So, and they keep in the freezer. The ones I gave you had, like, you don't want to keep them too long in the fridge, because they only, they're only really fresh for a couple of days. So I put them in the freezer and took them out this morning when I got up. Okay. Now that they're out of the freezer, you kind of have to eat right. them. Like uh, That won't be a problem. I will be, I will be scarfing <laughs> these down and, That'll and be okay. sharing with my yeah. family. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, I, I need to get going because I need to eat this right now. Hey, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you guys like them. Amazing, Heather. I yes. am so impressed. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, great job. So impressed. Good. And I'm just glad it's done because it was a day. It was a day. All right, that's it. Join us next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. And now for the fine print. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. Feel free to leave us a comment or a suggestion for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you like and subscribe, that helps more people find us. That was really good, especially the ones with the lemon icing.